it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies on this beautiful Saturday morning. We are so grateful that you have joined us. I have no idea where you are today. You might be in your cozy home. You might be in your car. You might be listening to us on the podcast. I don't know, but we're grateful that you have found us. It is December. I can't even believe it. I am in studio with my beautiful co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael. Ladies, we're here on 1120 AM, The Bridge, Austin, or 101 FM, Central Texas Christian Off, Central Texas Christian Talk, easy for me to say, but it's December. Holy How can cow. that be? Welcome, ladies. It's great to be here with you, Coach Carrie. I just love being in studio with you, too. And um, it's a great way to get some, I don't know, preparation, focus uh, yeah. for, for the month of December. I just love this series that we're doing, this embracing series. I mm-hmm. I love how, you know, when you look at the, the Advent candles and, and the Advent season, you know, Advent basically are it's those five Sundays leading up to Christmas. And so we started this November 26th with with hope, embracing hope. And now this week we get to focus on embracing love. And, you know, Marlene, you're the one who came up with this idea of embracing because mm-hmm. I think there's so much during this holiday season where we feel like so much is just coming at us. And sometimes we can feel a little bit frozen or like we're just walking through things and not sure which way to turn. And yet this embracing series, I think it is just helping me realize this is an incredible opportunity, this this holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas to embrace what is good, embrace what is right, embrace those around me who are just desperate for um for for love and desperate for an embrace. And I think just Physically embracing those around us and spiritually embracing the goodness of God, I it is it's just been a wonderful thing for me this holiday season. Something that I didn't need, I didn't know I needed until we started doing it. Well, right? I think Susan said it last week is that she kept using the word intentional. That mm-hmm. that what you're doing is very uh, deliberate. Mm-hmm. And I think embracing connotes that it, it, it it's something we're doing on purpose, not because it was an accident, right? And and so I think it's it's very um, um, something, particularly in the busyness of the Christmas season, you have to be very intentional about what you're going to do and what you want to accomplish it because you're so busy, mm-hmm. and so. Um, those of you with children at home are busier, but still mm-hmm. you're busy uh, throughout the holidays. Well, in the word embrace, you, it has to be intentional mm-hmm. for you to embrace anything. You don't That's just right. um, happen upon an embrace. right? <laughs> and so, yes, we you can. have to be intentional about it. I, um, I'm sure you don't know this about me, but I have a tendency to be um, – a little type A in my personality. And so sometimes the holidays. I think we had three A's personalities. I know. <laughs> so sometimes around the holidays, I can um, forget to enjoy mm-hmm. because I'm trying to control, mm-hmm. right? And I made a very intentional um, effort over Thanksgiving because we had a house full to be very, very intentional about just enjoying. Mm-hmm. And I learned this. Um, I don't know, back whenever I was getting ready for McKenzie's graduation party back in the spring, um, I I didn't end up having enough food for all the guests that came. And I didn't I didn't even let it bother me. I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's yeah. no big deal. It's fine. There's cake. There's me cake. <laughs> right? And um, it, it was fine. And I just thought, you know what? Everyone had a beautiful time. And, okay, yeah, there wasn't enough, you know, pulled pork. But... It's okay. People were there to to converse. And so, I don't know, I learned a very important lesson to just relax and enjoy and embrace what it means to feel 
Hope last week with um, with Susan, Susan Miller. Yeah, I was Susan Miller this week to embrace love that is around us, and I'm so excited about our topic today because we're going to be very intentional, Marlene, about going through three three really um, important steps to this embracing love, and I cannot wait until next week. Till you guys meet my beautiful friend, and I can call her a friend now. Um, she's a former player of mine, Nikki Lawrence, as we do our program on embracing joy. Nikki is the president of Black & Decker. Yeah, you heard that. The president of Black & Decker. And she is coming on our program next week to talk about her journey and how she embraces joy throughout that journey and I just cannot wait for you guys to meet her you're going to be so incredibly blown away by this beautiful beautiful woman well Um, and Carrie one of the things that I'm so excited about this you know I think sometimes as Christians in business we think I have to hide you know I have to hide this stuff I I can't share this stuff and you know uh, earlier on I think it was towards the end of the summer, we had uh, Jeff from the um, Austin Bridge Builders. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about all the mentoring that is going on among Christian business leaders in Texas and within the Austin area Mm -hmm. and beyond. And I love that, friends, that, yes, you can be Christian and God will still raise you up into these incredible positions within companies and uh you can be christian and not compromise that in the corporate world and um so i just i'm really looking forward to getting to know nikki and hearing her story and hearing everything that god's doing in her life i'm so excited for y'all to meet her and that will that will happen next week and so today friends as we discuss embracing god's love i want us to really think that those words are verbs okay they are action words and there's a song by John Mayer and it is called love is a verb and it says this love is a verb it ain't a thing it's not something you own and then it goes on to say when you show me love I don't need your words yeah love ain't a thing love is a verb you gotta show 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 me and isn't that the truth that love is a verb. And so today, in, during our program, the, we're going to get real practical, three real and practical sec- sections of the program today. Embracing God's love calls us to action for those thirsting, longing, and looking for love. Um, that pursuing love is incredibly important. Again, we have these action words going along here with love. When I embrace God's love, what does that really call me to do? And then practical ways. And I love this phrase, Kathy, that that, um, Miss Evelyn used to use all the time. And I was so struck by it the very first time she used it, that our love field. Mm -hmm. What are practical ways to find our love field? And it's different for all of Mm -hmm. us. And it comes in very unexpected ways. And so, um, you know, Marlene, could you just take us through our key verses today? Um, Friends, our key verses today come from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, better known as the love chapter, right? But Marlene, I pulled these verses from the message because they're, you know, the message is just kind of a down-to-earth, really easy way to uh, understand scripture. Some people don't like it, and that's okay. I can totally understand that. But this is pulled from the message. All right. So this is 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8. And so I'm just going to start with verse 1. Okay. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. Mm-hmm. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, and if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, 
and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Mm. Love never gives up. Love cares more than others, for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly off the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Love doesn't revel when others grovel. Love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. I love the way that the message puts this. You know, um, love takes pleasure in the flowering of truth Mm -hmm. and um, looks for the best and trusts God and keeps going to the end and love never dies. Okay, ladies, let's get real here right before the break. Marlene, I'm going to come to you first. I know there's many times in our lives that we can physically see how love has been displayed. Tell us of a time in your life that love has been displayed to you. When I saw your script and I knew (laughs) that you were going to ask me this question, the first thing I thought about and I'm going to tear up with this. But um, my mother died two years ago, almost, well, last week. Wow. And um, I have a group of friends that I put together several years ago. They're very um, successful um, women, and I wanted to create a space where they could just come and laugh. And just be themselves where they're not in the spotlight. There's no news media or things like that. And so we've met off and on for all these years. And when my mother passed, my brother, uh, brothers came, but one of them only got halfway here before she passed. And Mm -hmm. so, and he came from Louisiana and he didn't want to have to turn around and go back and only come back for the funeral. So we had to put the funeral together very fast, like in a day. And these ladies, I didn't ask them, put together dinner for everyone who came to the funeral. And this was in the height of COVID. And we had about 80 people there. Mm-hmm. And they put together a dinner in the backyard of a lady who had a beautiful home, paid for it, did it, served. The, the family stayed for almost the entire day after the funeral, the morning mm-hmm. funeral. And they did it all. I never asked. I never. Mm-hmm. It, that was love. Mm. Wow, that is a beautiful story. I um, I thought you were going to tell the story. I'm tearing up here. I thought you were going to tell the story about your um, your stepfather and how he just loved you as his own. Um, and, um, you know, you didn't have him as a stepfather for very long, but he really showed you a love that you needed um, after your father had passed away. Um, man, you are very blessed, Marlene. What a phenomenal group of mm. friends to just come along beside you and just without even asking, they just did it all because they knew that you needed that. Um, that is true love in action. Mm. That is love being a verb. Um, wow. That's, um, that gives me a, a catch in my throat. It was amazing. Beautiful mm. friends. Beautiful friends. Very meaningful to my family my extended family because they didn't know any of them (laughs) it was just beautiful and they were like who are these people running around serving us this is amazing Mm -hmm. wow at a time when you really really needed it because i know how special your mom was to you and what a what a beautiful relationship the two of you had well kathy you're going to be in the hot seat next (laughs) i know i'm like oh she gave me such a hard question when uh we when we return to love talk, say she's running out of time. I know. When we re- you don't get thirty seconds. No, you're, we're gonna we're gonna tease this out, listening friends. When we return to love talk, we're gonna find out from Kathy about a time when she has displayed love. We'll hear from uh, none other than Kathy Indebrock when we return to Love Talk with our program Embracing Love. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love ladies here on 
Central Texas Christian Talk, The Bridge, Austin, KTXW, 1120 AM, 101 FM. We are the Love Ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio. Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, we're so grateful that you have found us here today. And again, I just want to remind you about all of the places you can find us. Kathy has made us an Instagram account, so you can find us on Instagram at Love Talk Radio. You can find us on Facebook at Love Talk Radio. You can find us in our archives at Love Talk Network. And our podcast, hello, it's amazing. It's so easy. You can find us on on your favorite place to find podcasts. Love Talk, all one word. You'll find our our red logo there, and you can press it, and you can download all of our episodes. Okay, gals, embracing love is our topic today. Um, we're in this series, obviously, here at Advent. Um, last week, we talked about hope. This week, love. Next week, joy. And we will have peace coming up in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, embracing Jesus to finish up our month of December. All right, Kathy. Well, we just heard from Marlene, a tear-jerking story. Holy cow, Marlene. <laughs> what, what, a, what a beautiful testament, not only to you, Marlene, because you're so easy to love. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few people that would disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are easy to love. Um, and uh, you told us at a time that love had been displayed to you after your mom passed away. Kathy, all right, hot seat for okay. you. Tell us of a time where you have displayed love. Well, I hope that it's like all the time, you know, <laughs> that that was right? my thing. But so I was trying to think um, in just answering this question, you know, obviously I, I just try and just shower love on my girls. I, you know, I want to make sure my husband feels loved. I want to be a good daughter. But there's this incredible passage in Matthew chapter 25, and it talks about when Christ returns who he is going to commend for for loving others. And um, one of the things that he focuses on um, is doing something for the least of uh, those who belong to him, just for the least of these. It says, you know, when you do these things for the least of these, you're doing these things for me. And he talks about... Um, giving someone something to eat if they're hungry, something to drink if they're thirsty, just to to meet their needs. And so one of the things that I've been trying to focus on, uh, because I've found myself in a situation where I have to travel, um, uh, you know, more than I had anticipated, and, you know, Aaliyah is graduating and she just got engaged and, um, and so I'm, I'm making a few, a few trips and, Generally, when I have traveled, that has been my personal time. That's just mm. been a quiet time. And I like to just get on the plane, and I have movies that I've downloaded on Netflix, and or I'll have a book to read. And um, But I have a friend who has, has you know, um, travel for him is that time that he gets to go and really meet the needs of others and Mm -hmm. so he always brings like a spare bible and you know he just has incredible stories surrounding this and so I have just tried to focus on using my travel time to invest in the lives of others and try and meet their needs whatever they are and so um this last this last time when I was traveling um I was in uh, the airport, and there were these two gals who have been serving me coffee every time I go to this airport the last few times, and they're Muslim ladies, and so I invited them over for an event at my house. And one of the things when I was in the Middle East, I was told that when uh, Muslims come to America, they're very excited because they're going to meet Americans and get involved in American culture, and, and then totally ghosts, like nothing, Mm. you know, nobody invites them over. They have, you know, they don't get to meet any Americans. And um, so um, I've invited these two sweet, sweet ladies. One has a hijab. The other one does not. The other one's younger and doesn't wear a hijab. I assume that's because she's not married. Um, And then the gal that I got on the plane and spoke with, um, I, I was sitting on the plane and Um, I had a window seat, and this gal gets in next to me, you know, very, very um, heavy gal, and she can't buckle her seat belt. 
And um, so I said, well, let me help you with that. Let me help you with that. And um, so I, I buckled her seatbelt. And, I, I mean, I'm sad to say that, you know, previous to this, my typical um, reaction would be like, oh, my gosh, now I'm squished. You know, I have mm-hmm. a window seat, and now I'm just completely squished. And but I'm like, you know what, that is not that's not how Christ would react. He would not mm-hmm. react that way. And so I started talking to this young woman and she just didn't know what to do with her life. She was in her early 30s and has a 10 year old son and just got a divorce mm-hmm. and was just kind of beside herself. And so she was traveling to a go see her mom in Florida and so we started talking through things, and her and she had just gotten fired from her job. Oh, and so just kind of going through a crisis, and it kind of tears me up. And so I just loved on her mm-hmm. and just talked with her, you know, like I would if a gal had kind of come in for just a little bit of encouragement, like if someone had come into our prayer groups and was having a really hard week. Yeah. And so we talked about career. We talked about starting over. We talked about maybe some um, educational programs that she could step into, even, you know, with her son because he was 10 and so he was in school during the day and that she didn't need to worry about, you know, not being able to have a job, that there were other jobs in that field that she was working in and, I just got to know her, and then it was funny because then God put her on my next flight. And so she oh, boarded wow. before I did, and I got on, and she's like, Kathy, Kathy. And I came back, and she goes, I saved you a seat. And oh, so precious. she had saved me a seat, so I sat next to her, and the conversation continued. And it was just awesome. And so at the end of it, I gave her my card and I told her I would love to talk with her and if she needed to, just to give me a call and that Thanksgiving was going to be an amazing time for her. She was going to get to see her mom, just enjoy it. And um, that when she got back, she could give me a call if she needed to get together or whatever. So what a blessing. It was, it was, I mean, it's amazing the things that God will do and you just go, okay, it's, small, small things if we're just willing to have some conversations. Wow. Mm. Wow. You it, made if you're willing to be deliberate and Yes. And it's you, amazing. And you may never know the impact that you've had on that woman's life. Mm. She she that that's a lot of heartache mm. in a very compacted yeah. period of time. And you might have just been the thing that she needed to move forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good for you. Look at you embracing some love I there, Kathy Indebrock. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, well, so, Carrie, we yes. have a question for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not out of the hot <laughs> No, seat. you're not. Okay. So you get to tell us of a time when you have seen love displayed. Okay, so I have two little quick stories here. Um, Before I started working in the Parkinson's community, I would take the kids to visit the nursing homes. And um, this one particular nursing, and they were little, you know, they were elementary age. And um, this one particular nursing home that we would go to, there were these three men. And their wives were in the nursing home, okay? And the three men were there every morning. They were brushing their wife's hair. They were sitting at the table playing cards with each other. These men didn't know each other before. Mm-hmm. They had gotten to know each other through their wives being in the same nursing home. And y'all, I cannot tell you how that warmed my heart. These men, it was every day. And they would go spend a few hours in the morning. And then they would come back in the afternoon and spend a few hours in the afternoon and just um, combs in their hands, brushing through very thin white hair, um, just loving on their wives that could not do for themselves. Mm. And it was um, just this picture of the way God cares for us, Mm -hmm. right? And now that I'm in the Parkinson's community, sorry, y'all, you might want to go get some tissues. Now that I'm in the Parkinson's community, I have, go ahead, Marlene. Tell the listener what you do in the Parkinson's community. Okay. So in the Parkinson's community, I'm a coach, of course. Um, I coach fitness classes for people with Parkinson's. 
and I coach all different levels. Some people come into the classes and you can't really even tell that they have Parkinson's and those are our high intensity workouts and, you know, I train those guys and gals kind of like athletes, right? And then we have a medium intensity class where people might be a little older or a little more progressed in their symptoms. And then I have a low intensity class where we have a lot of folks that are coming in with their walkers. Um, They don't drive themselves to class. They have um, typically a spouse that drives them to class um, um, or a caregiver that drives them to class. And what I have seen in this um, class, the, the, the low intensity class, couples that have been married for at least 40 plus years, right? Some have been married for 60 plus years and we have spouses loving on each other. Um, quick story. Um, my oldest fighter, he's 89. His name was Claude. He just recently passed away the most beautiful relationship with his wife, Barbara, 66 years of marriage, and he adored her, and mm-hmm. she adored him. She called him her sweet Claude Aww. every single time. There was never a time when I just heard her say Claude. These are people who move very slowly. They move very awkwardly, and it's frustrating to them that they can't do things the way they used to. And to see the spouses just have patience and kindness. I I have told many of these couples, I want to be you when I get older. I want to love my spouse like this. I want to see the good through all of the weeds. And so just seeing these people love on each other, y'all, has been the one of the biggest blessings in my life. In mm. my life. It's almost like embracing love has kept away the bitterness. Oh, my. Yes. Because you're angry at the disease. You're not angry at the human. Yeah. You're angry that the disease has taken away abilities of the human that you love. And so, yeah, you are angry at the disease, but you're not angry at that person. And just to see the way they interact with each other has been super sweet and um, has just been a really huge blessing to me and and really helped me um, focus on just all the good. Mm-hmm. Right? We have such a tendency to focus on the negative, but man, oh man, to just focus on the good and the blessings that we have every single day. That just, I mean, I love that, that they are angry at the disease, you know, and I think this is something that even we see in Ephesians that, you know, we're not warring against flesh and blood. It's, you know, we're ruling, we're we're warring against the rulers and the principalities in these evil and dark places. And sin that we see in our society, if we see a person covered in that sin, let's hate the sin but embrace the person with love. Right, right, for sure. And the reality is, in many cases, that person in sin is trapped. Yeah. And so, yeah. just as the Parkinson patient is trapped. Yeah. yeah. And so, if we can do that mental shift, yeah. our reaction to them might be a little more gentle mm-hmm. right. and And, godly. you know, you just think anything that is, you know, trapped, I think so many times you can't release it from the trap before you let it know that you're there to help and not to harm. And... um Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Really, really good point. You know, so friends, as we're called to action here to embrace God's love, you know, he calls us to action to to look for those who are thirsting, longing, and looking for love. And Kathy, I mean, that was a beautiful story that you told us. And Marlene, you, you needed love to surround you, and your friends did that. Kathy, this woman on the airplane, she needed you that day. Absolutely. And God put you right there. Um, and you were sensitive to it, and mm-hmm. you did not just shirk it away. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we know that voice, y'all. And um, uh, sometimes we just want to turn and not, not listen to that voice. But God does call us to action here. And, you know, meeting the thirst of those around us can take many forms, physical, emotional, or spiritual, right? So, Kathy, I don't know what you satisfied for that lady, 
um, on the plane, but it wasn't really a physical need. I guess maybe helping her with the seatbelt was, but it was certainly an emotional need. Marlene, your friends came along beside you and really met an emotional and physical need that you needed as well. Absolutely. Um, so I, I just want to read this scripture from Amos. Uh-huh. Amos. We don't quote scripture from <laughs> Amos that often, right? Amos 8, verses 11 through 13. The time is surely coming well, I, well, I, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread or water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. People will stagger from sea to sea and wander from border to border, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. Beautiful girls and strong young men will grow faint in that day, thirsting for the Lord's word. I, I mean, ladies, is there a more um, fitting or perfect description of our society today? We've got people wandering, staggering around, searching for, they're thirsty, and they don't know what they're thirsting for. Mm-hmm. It's up to us. To help quench that first. People look good on the outside, but they're really empty on the inside. You know, and there was this, um, gosh, there's this little thing that Susan Miller had said from last week's program two weeks ago, two weeks ago. And she said something about what you put in, what you allow into your life is what you will put out of your life or something like that. It was... It was it was really basic, but it was something like that. <laughs> like garbage in, my, garbage out, yes, or good, good in, good, in, good out. out. Okay. And so, you know, sometimes when we go, why do I need to study God's Word? Why do I need to study yeah. God's Word? Because sometimes when you encounter that person, what they are desperate for is that word of encouragement, is that mm-hmm. word of love, is that word of life. And I think God's Word is life and and I think people are thirsting for God's word and trying to fill it with so many other things and sometimes when we step in to meet their physical thirst it almost gives us an opportunity not to give them a word of correction but to give them a word of encouragement I think that um, encouragement Uh, You know, unless you've earned a place to speak a word of correction, it is not your place to speak a word of correction, but it is always our place to speak a word of encouragement. Whether we know the person or not, I think the calling of a Christian is embracing love and encouraging those around us. I would phrase it as it's always your place to bless and not curse. Yes. I mean, it's... so many of us, and, and, and I'm in that spot often myself, is we're just hungry for something that's positive and that's encouraging and that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, we're hungry for that. You know, um, last year, thinking back to the basketball season, as you, you guys talk about words of encouragement, I have a wonderful husband. Um, he does not give out compliments very freely, okay? That's just a, his personality trait, right? And we had played this really tough team, and and we had lost the game. But I was super, um, I don't know, I was encouraged by the game because this team was so, 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 so good. And uh, they were just basically in a different league than us, but we had played really well. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of expected my husband to be like, wow, you got, wow, that was a big loss. Or, oh, my, you know, so I I expected, (laughs) you know, kind of. You know, not an encouraging word, but I I went up and I sat in the stands by him and he looked at me and he goes, I am so proud of you and your team. Y'all, I I (laughs) dropped my teeth and I was like, really? You're you're proud of us? And he goes, Carrie, that was amazing. You guys played so well. Yes, yes. And I craved that because he doesn't give out compliments really freely. So when you get one from him, you know yeah. that you just did something really, really awesome. You know, yeah. and um, and so that was a huge encouragement to me. And so I told him later, I said, you know, babe, I just got to tell you, when you said that to me, I just felt like the queen of the court, man, the king of the <laughs> mountain, you know. And um, he goes, really? And I said, yeah, you, you know, I, I, I didn't expect that from you. And he goes, 
Well, I'm sorry I don't compliment you more. I think it. Maybe I should just say it out loud. And I was like, well, yeah, maybe that you should. Help, right? <laughs> maybe you should. But um, just like you guys are saying, like just that word of encouragement, which I, I mean, that was that was seven months ago, and I'm still thinking about that. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that when I we talked about this at an earlier show, but I went on a girls' trip in this little town in the Texas Hill Country, and I was I had. It was cold, and so my tires were low on air pressure. So I decided to go leave early so I could hit the tire store before they closed and then meet them on the square. And uh, so I did that, and I was just walking the square, you know, not thinking about anything. And and this is is honestly the truth, but it blessed me so. A lady out of a restaurant comes running out, and she says, You look so great today. I love your clothes. I love this. And I went... Really? <laughs> I didn't know her. You know, but she took the second or the two seconds to run out of the restaurant and meet me on the sidewalk to tell me how great I looked. And I thought, oh, wow. wow. <laughs> now, that may not be all that great to you married no, ladies, but to amazing. us single ladies, it was wonderful to hear that. Oh, I never yes. thought of that. You're right. To a single lady, because you're not getting that affirmation from your spouse. Like, oh, mm-hmm. baby, I like that outfit. Wear yeah. that shirt again. <laughs> and I will tell you one other one that single ladies miss. It's touch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. touch. Mm-hmm. So give hugs. Give hugs. <laughs> Liberally. The moral is give hugs. In embracing. That's love. right. Yes. That's right. That's right. To be intentional. But you'd be surprised that touch is is an amazing ointment. Yeah. I have a couple of, of widows and widowers in my in my Parkinson's classes and I have asked them. Before I, because it's a couple of men mm-hmm. and then a couple of ladies. Is it okay if I hug you? And they're like, Yes, that would be amazing. You know, <laughs> and, and that's, I, and that's I'm a why. Hugger. That's yeah. why, uh, because particularly, you know, if you've been in a, a relationship and you've got, the, and all of a sudden that relationship is gone, yeah, you miss those hugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yes. Okay. Good. 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 All right. Well, that kind of brings us to our our second way here to embrace love when I embrace when we're when we're thinking about embracing God's love what does that really call me to do okay how do I pursue that love and what does God's love in action really call me to do um John thirteen thirty five. This is my. I, I'm sorry. John fifteen twelve. And I want to sing it, but y'all, I'm the worst singer. <laughs> this is my commandment that you love one another, um, that your joy may be full. Okay, that's the way that song goes. Yeah. That's also the first John fifteen twelve. John thirteen thirty five. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. You know. What really sets us apart from people who don't know Jesus? If you think about it like that, what? how do people on the outside, if they were just to look at Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene met Michael, if they were to go, what sets them apart? Man, they got something different about them. What is it? It's the way you love other people. The way you look them in the eye when you're having a conversation. The way that you sit next to someone on the plane. The way that you gather your girls up and they love you so fiercely that they're willing to to give up their next few days to just serve you. I mean, that's how we, that's how the Lord tells us, that's how you set yourself apart mm. is you love people. And mm. we've, and Marlene, you know, you brought us that amazing Thanksgiving program that was about relationship and it was about unity and it was about coming together in righteousness and not about this division we cannot as christians continue with the division we have to love people and that's pursuing um and embracing god's love i'll leave you with this before the break y'all john piper's book desiring god there's a very tiny little sentence here and we'll come we'll revisit this after the break and it says this Love is the overflow of joy in God that gladly meets the needs of others. Okay, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we'll continue on this path of embracing love, pursuing love, 
and practical ways that we can find our love field. You're right here with the love ladies, Carrie, Kathy, and Marlene. And we'll see and you welcome back, friends, after the to break. Love Talk. Oh. I'm Kathy Endebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkader and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. Friends, we're talking about embracing love. It is the first Saturday of December, and we are kicking off an incredible month. And we've been in this series on embracing hope, embracing love. Next week, we're going to talk about embracing joy. And friends, it doesn't stop there. We're going to go all the way into Christmas where in the end we get to embrace Jesus. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for it? I I just have loved this series. And, ladies, thank you so much for these first two segments. It just has um, just filled my heart. I've taken notes. I just love the perspectives that you share and the things that you guys make me think about. And, friends, if you have missed our first two segments, I just want to encourage you to go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and pull up today's program and listen to all three segments so that you can get that full hour in. And we'll look forward to being with you every Saturday at 10 a.m. as we have been, my goodness, for the last over 35 years of Love Talk. I, I think we have moved from Friday to Saturday to pick up a Saturday program, but we've been Saturdays for a long, a time. long time now. Yeah. yeah. Well, Embracing Love, Coach Carrie, this has been an incredible program. How are you going to wrap us up? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We, we have these... Three points today that we were just kind of, you know, mulling over about embracing how embracing God's love, God's love calls us to action to actively look for those thirsting, longing, and and looking for love. Um, how how do we pursue this love? When I embrace God's love, what does that really call me to do? And so we've kind of, uh, I don't know, landed here, Marlene, on this. Um, this small sentence from John Piper's book, Desiring God, love is the overflow of joy in God that gladly meets the needs of others. And I want to kind of focus on that word joy for a second. Um, you know, joy means, and Miss Evelyn used to always say this, is Jesus over you or Jesus others you. And I think it's perfect as we look at this and if we can keep that at the forefront of our mind um as we meet the needs of others i i think that's important you know i think to my kids and my and my hubby and i'm like oh the shoes are on the floor again i gotta put these shoes away and oh there's you know dishes in the sink and whatever and you know if i'm begrudgingly picking the shoes up and throwing them in the shoe bin you know that's not loving my spouse I want to think about, okay, how tired was he when he finally got home last night after a long day? You know, how tired was he? Yeah, he left his shoes here. Okay, the least I can do is just pick him up and put him in the bin, right? When the kid got home last night from practice and school and all the things, you know, um, he was pretty worn out and he still had lots of homework to do. I can I can put away this this lunchbox, right? Um, and you know, if I really look at those instances, I I want to be that love in action, not drudgery in action, right? Not grumpiness in action, not honestly, Marlene, not sin in action. That's not what we're called to do. <laughs> no, um, doing those things with a loving heart, I think, is is really really important. Um, you know, Isaac Watts has the beautiful hymn written all the way back in 1707, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, and it says, Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Okay, Marlene, so in light of these words, how on earth are we to live up to this Pursuing love in action, pursuing embracing this love when our sinful nature just seems to get in the way. That's not an easy answer. <laughs> My goodness. I know. It's that's, a tough one. That's like all of Christendom has, has focused on I that word. It is. For but sure. what I, you go back to, you were talking about happiness and joy. joy. And, and yeah. I think hap, of happiness is circumstantial. Sure. 
joy is deeper. It's yeah. it is what, what Miss Evelyn said. It's it's Jesus, mm-hmm. others over you then you right (laughs) and 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 i think that's really we you know one of the things if you look at the cross then you are aware that someone gave their all for you and you have to focus on the fact that you're not the only one in this game somebody already plowed the path and that's jesus and so it is it is something that you must do with deliberate purpose yeah and we keep use i keep using the word deliberate a lot because intentional intentional or or purposeful in other words it's something that we are very conscious about and i think is the more that you for example the more as a coach the more you that you practice how to dribble and how to throw the ball and how to hit the basket the more it becomes nature, yes. the less deliberate or, or purposeful. Well, it's always purposeful, but it, I mean, it, it's not you like have you have to think about it, about it yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, if we focus on that cross, we focus on Jesus and the price he paid, we focus on life in him, in the new Jerusalem, in the new heaven, in the mm. new earth, then eventually it's not a chore that's really a great analogy anything we practice can become a habit and if we practice um grumpiness and we practice you know um i i don't know um drudgery and and all those things then that becomes a habit but if we practice kindness and we practice patience and we practice joy it becomes a habit mm-hmm. and it becomes we're not even thinking about it anymore we're just doing it because that has become our habit you know when i get uh, <laughs> and i and i do this a lot so i mean, I mean i'm confessing here um uh, when i get anxious about something and i um, go over to my uh, spiritual parents home yes shout out to bud and claudia orell many people know him in the georgetown area but he's 90 and uh, he says, now, daughter, stop worrying it. Give it to Jesus. Mm. He says, I don't worry about anything. I go fishing. <laughs> you know, so that's, and everybody's heard that term. Sure. And, and that's relevant to me because I have a brother who's in the fishing business. But, yeah. but the point is, he casts his care upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me, cast your care upon him. Mm-hmm. Let God worry about it. You go fishing. Do not be anxious. Or go to the spa. Or go. <laughs> I don't like to go fishing. <laughs> Confession. But you did go with girlfriends a few weekends ago and go sit out on the stars and just get rejuvenated by being in community and being in nature. You absolutely. That's your fishing right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. And But the, the point is, I think we have to be very purposeful yeah. about walking in joy, walking in... Um, love and uh, let let God take care of that anxiety and concern yeah I, I, you're you're exactly right you know if you're if you're like me and you um, kind of see the the hollowness of this sinfulness of of our of our actions whenever they're you you, be, you know you begrudgingly do something it, it's in light of biblical love, it becomes this pursuing nature that that we're that we're talking about. It's just a deeper issue than just on the surface. You know, when I started putting this program together, Marlene, I, I got to admit, I was kind of like, oh yeah, man, I got this love and action thing down. I serve my family, I serve the church. You know, da 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 da, yay go me. And then the more I got into this program, I thought, okay, wait a minute. I, I'm really convicted of my shortcomings here when it comes to really embracing and pursuing this. Um, Matthew 22, verses 37 and 38, it states, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the great and first commandment. What? The great and first commandment? Yes, we are to pursue the Lord. That's a big whopper. Okay, so Marlene, let's make it real here. We only have two. I did not realize. We only have two minutes left. How did that go by so quickly? Um, Let's pursue 
our love field, as Miss Evelyn called it. What are some practical ways for us to pursue this love field and embrace this love that we so deeply, deeply need? What are some practical ways to do that? Well, I think it's different for every person. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like you don't you don't plant corn in certain parts of the country and you don't plant cotton in other parts of the country. Yeah. But uh, so we each have our gifts. Yeah. And I think what what in your life gives you joy? Well, it's it's certainly athletics. Yeah, for sure. And so the the natural thing would be uh to show your love to others through something you already love. Mm-hmm. And um so again, it's you know it would be different for every person, but you can you can go to the Lord in your own prayer time and say, "Okay, what is it, God? What what is what will bring me joy, but mostly bring you joy, yeah. and show love to your people?" Absolutely. And how can you how can I use what God has already given me to pursue my love field? Right? Absolutely. I'm loud. I'm I'm an organizer. I'm a coach. So I need to use those to glorify the Lord. Absolutely. I need to use those as my love field. Um, I mean, some people are artistic. Yes. And they they do calligraphy and they can do artwork. And I can tell you, getting a small painting from a friend, mm. that's a gift. That's a love. That is. But there are others that do many other things. I mean, yeah. it, and so you have to find. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's a good place to start. Is doing something you hate right i i really are you really dislike or you're not good at (laughs) i really think place to start is with what you love well friends that's where we're going to leave you today start with what you love start with what you're already good at in order to pursue embracing this love that our lord and savior jesus christ has set before us Friends, we love you so much. For Marlene McMichael and Kathy Endebrock, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.